Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And a very good morning, everyone. Welcome along to the start of a new week. It is Monday morning, the 17th of April, 2023. Daniel Pedro back in the chair. Hope you had a good weekend. We are broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can send a text anytime 0457 736 736. That is all before Vossi and Brandy for breakfast after 6 a.m. for our listeners through SEN 1170 a.m. in Sydney, for our listeners in Queensland, Patterna Hills, along at 6 a.m. local time for you, which is also in an hour's time. What a weekend of sport. NRL, AFL, football. Uh, we'll talk about it all over the course of the next hour. Get your take on some of the big issues coming out of this round of the NRL. Plus, in about 20 or so minutes, it's been a big weekend in America as well. Chris Perkins will join me. We'll have a chat about what has happened there. So plenty to get through over the course of the next hour. I want to hear from you. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy 1170 or 0457 736 736. The Hot Topic. Thanks to Reem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ring. Yeah, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream at two past five. Just before we take a look back at round seven of the NRL more in depth, there's, well, there's a heap of hot topics coming out of round seven of the National Rugby League, uh, and we probably don't have the time to fill them. Uh, we'll get to them game by game, but I think a few of the burning issues out of round seven of the NRL, I'd love to get your thoughts on. Uh, the Knights-Panthers game on Saturday afternoon, the 5.30 game, one of the games of the year, Nathan Cleary, fantastic, great field goal, uh, within, what, 40, 45 seconds of Golden Point starting. You had to feel a bit sorry for the Knights. They played so well. Um, and really, at times, thought like I thought they were going to go on and win that match. But Golden Point, and I know we talk about it a lot, and we've seen a lot of Golden Point matches this year, haven't we, already, uh, through seven rounds. But Golden Point, do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, I saw a lot of talk after that game on Saturday night, yesterday as well on social media about um, most people, want, well, a lot of people would have been happy just to see a draw. But are you a fan of Golden Point, or would you prefer to see maybe a Golden Try? Or would you prefer just to see a draw, or would you just like them to play out the extra 10 minutes? Now, we saw a draw a few weeks ago when Manly and Newcastle had that 32-all draw. Um, obviously, they played the 10 minutes of Golden Point with no extra points. Are you a fan of Golden Point, or would you like to see something else? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, 1170 or 457 736 uh, look, I I like the concept of Golden Point. Um, I would probably prefer a Golden Try or for them just to play the full 10 minutes. And then whatever happens, happens. Because, look, when it goes to Golden Point, and that one was over very quickly, but the game does change. The referee blows less penalties, and most of the time it ends up with a field goal and just teams te- attempting to go for field goals. So Golden Point, are you a fan or would you prefer to see something else? A draw, Golden Try, 
10 minutes each way. Something else, 0457 736 736 or 1300 0111 70. The NRL has come out and said they're not apologising for the crackdown, which has seen a lot more sin binnings over the start of the season. Uh, and again, we saw it over the course of the weekend just gone. Um, saw a few people on Twitter over the course of the weekend, in particular on Friday and Saturday, saying this is not the rugby league they grew up with. Um, what do you make of all these sin meetings? Are you a supporter of the fact that the NRL is cracking down, particularly on the hip drop tackle, but there are other areas of the game as well where they seem to be cracking down and maybe in some people's eyes going a little too far with the sin biddings. Are you a supporter of what they're doing or do you think they've gone too far the other side? I do think in some occasions, some of the sin biddings we are seeing are justified, but there are some that you sort of wonder, really? Is that really a sin bidding? Your thoughts, 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy sin biddings. Have they gone too far or are they all justified? And also... Before we get on to our wrap of round seven of the NRL, and I don't really like talking about origin and team selections a month before the teams get picked. They get picked on the 21st of May, which is still over a month away. The first game, even longer away, the 31st of May. But if you're Brad Fittler or part of the New South Wales selection panel, who do you pick at 5'8 for New South Wales in a month's time? Jerome Luai? Or Nico Hines. Now, Jerome Luai has not really done anything wrong with this year, I don't think. I don't think he's probably not been as good as he has been over the past couple of years, but he's still been very good. Um, or Nico Hines. We saw what Nico Hines did on Friday night against the Roosters. We saw what he did a few weeks ago against the Dragons in his first game back. I know they lost to the Warriors. But he's last year's Dalian medalist as well. And when he is playing for the Cronulla Sharks... They're a different team. That game the other night was very even. Um, and I have more to say about the game in a second. But who do you pick? Nico Hines or Jerome Luai for your state of origin 5-8? If they're both fit in a month's time when the team gets selected for New South Wales, who do you pick? And for our Queensland listeners, I suppose, obviously, if you're a Queensland fan, who would you rather come up against in state of origin? Would you be more worried coming up against Nico Hines or more worried about playing Jerome Loy? Who do you pick in that New South Wales State of Origin 5-8th position? 0457 736 736 or 1-300-01-1170. I have some Char Grill Charlie vouchers to give away over the next couple of weeks. Give away a couple today to your best texts, best calls. 1-300-01-1170 or 0457 736 736. And also I want your highlight, disappointment, surprise performances of the weekend, not just in the rugby league, but in any sport. 1-300-01-1170 or 0457 736 736. So golden point, you a fan? Are you not a fan? Would you like to see something different? Sin biddings, have they gone too far? Are you happy with some of the sin biddings? Do you think all of them are justified? And who do you pick at 5-8 for the New South Wales State of Origin team? Nico Hines or Jerome Luay? A couple of Char Grill, uh, Charlie vouchers to give away across the course of the show. 0457 736 736, our text number. Or you can call the open line. 1300 01 1170. Now on Tradies, the NRL wrap.
Yeah, 8 past 5. We'll get to your text, your calls in just a second. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 But let's look at a bit of a deeper, take a bit of a deeper look into round 7 of the National Rugby League. We already talked about the win by the Rabbitohs, 36 over the Dolphins, 14 on Friday morning. That, of course, on Thursday nights. Let's have a look at the rest of the weekend. Friday night, out at Shark Park. Sharks 22, Roosters 12. Big crowd there. Wasn't there? Looks like a pretty good atmosphere out there at Shark Park. Sharks, very good uh, in particular. And I just mentioned Nico Hines, in particular, last 20 minutes. The game was, well, it was anyone's game at 12 all. Um, and you thought when, when when Lindsay Collins came oh so close to scoring, the Roosters might be able to go on with it. But look, the Sharks were very good. And it was an important win for Cronulla as well. We know what happened against the Warriors a couple of weeks earlier when they led 20 nil at home and they got run down and... I think it was Nico Hines post-game saying they were clearly disappointed with that. But they also uh, want to make that ground a bit of a fortress for the rest of the year. Um, and they needed to get that win. Against the Roosters side that I thought, and there's been a lot of commentary about this over the course of the weekend, who were very poor. Uh, extremely poor, I thought. Um, from a potential, and, and look, people have been talking them up about winning the Premiership this year. Um, they're going to have to play a lot better than that if they are going to be a real premiership contender in season 2023. Outside of Brandon Smith, who I thought probably, um, probably, I know he played well against Souths, but probably had his best game for the Roosters. The attack offered very little. Um, the halves, Luke Keary and Sam Walker, well, other than kick, they didn't do much. The centres, Manu, Suetli'i, very quiet. I thought Hargraves and Collins was all, were all right. Um but the Roosters are at a very interesting stage, and I see there's an article in today's Daily Telegraph about the potential of moving Joey Manu to 5'8", which is an idea I floated over the course of the weekend as well. Nothing against Luke Keery or Sam Walker, in particular Luke Keery, who has been a sensational player for many years now. But if that's all they've got to offer and attack the Roosters, they're, well, they're going to be in a lot of trouble throughout the year. When does Trent Robinson make the call? And I don't think he will. Definitely not ahead of next week's Anzac Day game. I think everything will probably be as is. They might get Angus Crichton back in, who got through, thankfully. Uh, and one of the good news stories of the weekend, that game at Henson Park on Saturday. So he might be back in for the Roosters. Maybe Tupanura as well. But if they continue to show attack like that, how long until Robinson might have to make a choice about moving Manu to 5-8? Because, look, I thought Manu... Um, was also very quiet uh, yesterday, on Friday night. Interesting, very interesting result. Where do you put the Roosters now? Um, still very early on in the season, still time to build, but that was a pretty poor performance. 0457 736 736 or one 300 The other game on Friday night, Manly 18 over the Melbourne Storm 8. A tip, Manly, uh, when we did our uh, preview with Charlie Goodsir, on Friday morning, you just had just had that feeling about it that it was going to go one of two ways. It was either going to be a close Manly victory or Melbourne was going to beat them. And look, Manly very good. It was an intense game, uh, very fiery game at times. I thought Melbourne were a little hampered uh, by the fact they had to move Cam Munster back to fullback. Not that he's not a good fullback, he is. But it just, I think, got in the way of their game. And obviously, he's been playing 5-8 at the Melbourne Storm for many years now. And Manly, they needed to bounce back after the smashing they received uh, by Penrith last weekend. And again, a Brookvale Oval, a bit like, or Four Pines Park, a bit like what Nico Hines was saying about Cronulla. Um, 
They want to make that a fortress. So good win by Manly. Melbourne continue a sort of inconsistent season. They've been very good the past couple of weeks against South Sydney and the Roosters. Um, disappointing, I think. They'll be pretty disappointed about that result on Friday night. But Manly too good in the end, 18 points to eight. And then the three games on Saturday, the first two, pretty entertaining games. Warriors 22 over the North Queensland Cowboys 14. This was back and forth uh, quite a bit as well until the Warriors pulled ahead with about 10 minutes to go. Um, the Cowboys, though, and I, I watched all this match on Saturday afternoon, and, you, and you, you've been waiting for them, and I think Vossi made mention of it in commentary on Fox League on Saturday. Their start of the season, their first 20 minutes against Canberra, it looked like they had just continued where they left off last year. But since then, their attack has been pretty poor. You were just waiting, weren't you, for something to happen with their attack, and you've been waiting for the first six or seven weeks of the competition. And look, nothing has really eventuated. So I I don't know about the Cowboys this year. Everyone has given them the benefit of the doubt up until now, but I'm not sure they're going to be able to turn it around. We're seven weeks in and there's been no signs of improvement really since that opening 20 minutes of the season. And the Warriors, whilst it definitely wasn't their most impressive, most uh, or best performance of the year so far, I thought they were very, still very good. Their defence very good against the Cowboys side, who I say didn't offer a lot. But I thought the Warriors very good, again, at home. Um, and even though they lost to Newcastle last weekend, that was the perfect bounce back they needed to win, and they did. A really good performance once again. Again, probably not their best performance of the year, but still very good, 22 points to 14. I mentioned the Panthers-Knights game. Panthers 16 over the Newcastle Knights 15. The Panthers with that golden point field goal, thanks to Nathan Cleary. You thought when the Knights kicked that field goal with three minutes to go or three or four minutes to go through Tyson Gamble that they might have been able to win. Um, But the Panthers, they're just so hard to beat. Back-to-back premiers. Probably not playing as well as they have over the past couple of years, but they still find a way to win. Awesome crowd up in Newcastle and the atmosphere coming through the TV uh, was brilliant. And you have to hand it to the Newcastle Knights, who not many people gave much of a chance to at the start of the year to have them in their top eight. Well, if they play like they did on Saturday night and they play like they did against the Warriors the week before and have been playing really over the past few weeks, they are definite top eight contenders. Panthers very good. Um, There was a lot of talk about Jerome Luai and the penalty that was given after the hair pull. Interested to get your take on that. Um, and, and when you look at the replay as well, he uh, Tyson Frizzell had the more of the shirt than the hair. Just unfortunate accident. I, I don't really know if it warranted a penalty. What do you reckon? 0457 736 736 or one 70 The other game on Saturday night, Broncos 43 over the Gold Coast Titans 26. This is also another entertaining game. Titans started the game off very nicely. Their first half was very, very good, and you thought maybe the Broncos' second loss and an upset was on the cards. But then the Broncos in the second half, as they have done a few times this year, very good. Uh, Reese Walsh, good. The whole team was good. You, you couldn't really fold any of the Broncos' second-half performance. The Titans, though, I think they would be disappointed, especially the way they started the game. As I said, they were very good in that first half in front of a pretty much sold-out crowd up in the Gold Coast, which you do not see very often, and it was good to see. But the Broncos, just too good. They bounced back from that loss against the Raiders in an iffy first half. And the Titans whilst they're not the first team and they won't be the last team to lose the Broncos this year. 
their inconsistent season continues, and that has to be said for a lot of teams this year. Uh, there's a lot of inconsistency in this year's competition. And then yesterday, I, I only saw bits and pieces of these games, but the Raiders 20 over the St. George Illawarra Dragons 14. Pressure continuing to ramp up on the Dragons coach, Anthony Griffin. Um, he would be extremely disappointed, wouldn't he, about how that game played out yesterday in Canberra. Canberra managing to get back-to-back wins, which is important after their win to the Bronco, against the Broncos. But how long does Anthony Griffin last now? at the St. George of the Warra Dragons. Um, we went through their draw the other week. They managed to get a win against the Dolphins, but failed to beat Canberra and failed to win last week as well against a Gold Coast Titans side that had quite a few stars missing. The pressure just ramps up. And I said last week, the Anthony Griffin situation, the coaching situation has to be a distraction for the St. George of the Warra Dragons. But, again, the only way they could save, if they want Anthony Griffin to be their coach for the rest of this year and beyond, the only way they can save Griffin's job is by playing good footy. And they're just simply not doing that. Some silly mistakes yesterday as well. It's interesting. They always do tend to get up for their next game, which will be Anzac Day next Tuesday afternoon. But if they are comprehensively beaten then by a team that is also struggling in the Roosters, you just wonder how long Griffin lasts. Raiders, 20. Dragons, 14. And the final game yesterday, Eels, 30 over the Bulldogs. For like, Look, the Bulldogs tried their best, uh, but in the end, the Parramatta Eels um, getting over the line. You've got to feel sorry for the Bulldogs. The injury toll really starting to stack up for this Bulldogs side. More injuries. Jacob Carreras, another one yesterday. And the Eels, well, an, another important win. Still don't know if I'm overly convinced yet, but they've done what they needed to do over the past couple of weeks. Beat the Tigers and beat the Bulldogs. Uh, so that leaves us after seven rounds with the ladder looking like this. Broncos on the top by themselves with 12 points. The Panthers and the Warriors, second and third on 10 points. Manly round out the top four on nine points. Then we've got the Rabbitohs, the Sharks, the Storm, the Dolphins all on eight points. They round out the top eight. Just outside of the top eight on four and against the Roosters also an eight and the Titans on eight. The Knights are on seven. The Eels, the Dragons, the Raiders, the Bulldogs all on six. The Cowboys are on four and the Tigers. Well, they've got two points because they did manage to beat the bye. They are on two points now, but still uh, last. So well done to the Tigers. Next week, quick look at next week before a break and then to your techs. Rabbitohs Panthers to open the round on Thursday night. That'll be a very good game. Uh, on Thursday night. Then Friday, only the one game on Friday. This will be an interesting one as well. Uh, The Eels up against the Broncos. This one actually up in Darwin, though. Uh, So the Broncos not having to travel to Sydney. And there's been a bit of talk about that across the weekend, hasn't there? But Eels-Broncos, Friday night, 8 p.m. Then two games on Saturday, 5.30, Bulldogs up against the Sharks, followed by the Cowboys and the Knights at 7.30. Two games on Sunday as well. The Dolphins up against the Titans. And then the Tigers up against Manly out at Campbelltown. And then uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday, so over a week away, two games being Anzac Day. The Roosters and the Dragons at 4.05, the traditional clash, as is this now, the Storm and the Warriors at 7 p.m. at Amy Park. So that is what is happening next weekend in the NRL. 0457-736-736, your text number, 1300-01-1170, the open line number. Uh, call up, have your say. Got a couple of char grill Charlie vouchers to give away across the course of the morning. Your highlights, your lowlights, your surprise performances of the weekend. Plus, golden point, are you a fan? 
Are you happy for it to stay? I'm not sure it's going to be going anywhere regardless. Um, been around for, what, 20 years now. But would you prefer something else? Golden try, maybe play 10 minutes each way, a draw. Or are you happy with the current system? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 1170. The sin biddings. Have we gone too far? Or, or are all the sin biddings that you've seen over the course, especially over the past few weekends, fair? Or have we gone too far? 0457 736 736, our text number 1300 01 1170. And if you're Bright Fittler and you're looking at Jerome Luai and Nico Hines and picking your State of Origin team now, that now they do not get picked until the 21st of May, so lots can happen. But if you were picking your team right now, is Nico Hines your State of Origin 5-8? We saw what he did on Friday night, Dalian medalist. Or is it still Jerome Luai with that combination with Nathan Cleary? It's an interesting one, and I think we're going to hear more about it over the course of the next few weeks. And if you're a Queensland fan listing on our Queensland stations, who would you prefer New South Wales to pick? Who would you rather come up against, Jerome Loy or Nico Hines? That and plenty more, whatever you want to talk about in the world of sport this morning, 0457 736 736, our text number. You can call the open line, 1300 01 1170. Just some of your texts in a moment, your calls, and we will chat to Chris Perkins in America. It is coming up to 21 and a half past five. 25 past five, going to chat to Chris Perkins in America in a few minutes. But before that, let us go to the open line. one 1170 Chris from Rose Bay is on the line. Morning, Chris. Good morning. Just a couple of observations. Mm. I, I don't think it's a debate, this Nico Hines, Jerome Lillard situation. You just pick Nico because mm. he, he's, he was our outstanding player last year. His form is irresistible. Um, if he's not picked as our 5-8, I'll turn it up. Um, <laughs> unless something happens in the next month, but I can't see it. So I, 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 I don't, I'm not even thinking about that. I'm just picking Nico. He's just too good at the moment not to pick. I would um, be. So, sorry, but Chris. I, I want to talk about the Roosters. Yeah, go, go for it. I want to talk about the Roosters. I've, I've been watching football for a long time. Mm. I was looking at the Roosters on Friday night. It's the same thing every week with this mob. Uh, the forwards are on eggshells. They're scared to commit any indiscretions because they always commit indiscretions. You get poor old Teddy who goes up to the referee 15 times a game, scratching his head. What have we done? Oh, yeah. Um, they look listless. I have never seen a team that seems to lack any pleasure out of the game like this team is at the moment. There is no enjoyment out there at all. They are going through the motions. Jackson Waller was their best Back, back easily, I thought, on Friday night. Yeah. Um, this is a side, I don't get it. And then Trent Robinson at the end of the game says stuff like, oh, I was really disappointed with that no try to Lindsay Collins because yeah. the blocker cheese said it was a try. <laughs> he pointed and said that's a try. So the referee should have taken it upstairs as a try. And I'm thinking, huh? Like, it's the same old, same old, same old. I, I don't know if they're a team in crisis. I don't know what the hell's going on at the Roosters. But their their lack of any enjoyment in the game mm. is staggering. I just could not believe looking at them on Friday night, how, how they just didn't want to be out there. Chris, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I, I saw some talk on social media, and look, we, we don't know what's going on inside the club. But it you look at their side on paper, and yes, they're still missing a couple of big-name players, but you look at their side on paper... They should really be beating, uh, maybe take Penrith away from it, probably beat most other sides and potentially Penrith just on paper. Um, but the way they've been playing, and even, Chris, in the wins they've got this year, apart from maybe the South Sydney game, which I think was a pretty good performance, 
there, there hasn't been much offered by the Roosters at all. Yes, they beat Parramatta, and for the most part, that game was quite convincing, but Parramatta didn't really offer much uh, that night and a few weeks back at Allianz Stadium. So I don't know what's going on. One person said, well, they're a team of very good players, but they don't seem to be playing together as a team. Yeah, I don't get it. Even the game against the, the Warriors when they won, mm. the Warriors just blew it all together in that game. They just they just imploded. But um, I just look at them and I have no idea what is going on with this team. I have absolutely no idea. And I just think that they're living in this parallel universe mm-hmm. where they're just coming up with excuse after excuse about what's going on. But the real problem is what you see out on the field. And mm. it's not a lot. There's no communication. They're just going through the motions, and they don't want to be out there. Mm. Uh, you're right. Oh, look, I, I thought, yeah, and you are right, they don't seem to be enjoying their football. Uh, it is, it's a bit of a weird one. And, of course, their next game is the Dragons game next Tuesday on Anzac Day, which is always a big game with both teams are always up for the occasion, no matter how they are going. Um, it's going to be interesting to observe the Roosters over the next few weeks. Just quickly before I let you go, if the Roosters continue to play like this, what about Joey Manu to 5-8th? Oh, something, anything. I mean, they've got to do something. I mean, they just, they can't keep on going around like they're going around at the moment. I don't know if it's going to help much, but <laughs> I just I just think there are deeper issues there somewhere. I don't know where. I don't know what's going on, but I, I've just, I just can't believe what I'm looking at with this team. Like you said, they're always under pressure because they've got such a great roster, mm-hmm. and they probably go out expect, you know, with their level of expectation. But what they're doing on the field, I, I just haven't seen that before. I've never seen a side... So, you know, I don't know, removed from the game as they were on Friday night. It was bizarre. Mm. Good call, Chris. Uh, I'll get back in touch over the next couple of days. You can get a char-grilled Charlie vouchers. Thanks, mate. We'll chat again soon. Uh, you can join Chris on the open line. What do you make of what he had to say there? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. It does have to be said that they have been struggling, the Roosters, over the past couple of weeks. We'll see what they can do next Tuesday afternoon on Anzac Day. Uh, now, a couple of texts before uh, we get to Chris Perkins about some of the issues we are talking about this morning. Uh, this one about sin biddings. Uh, this from a Razor on the text line. Have we gone too far? He says the game has gotten to the stage now where it's no longer, will there be a sin bin, but how long before a sin bin? So I think Razor is saying that, yes, it has gone a little too far. And Nico Hines... Or Jerome Luai as 5'8 for New South Wales. Chris on the open line there said, no brainer. Nico Hines, not even a debate. I still think there will be a bit of a debate heading into it. Uh, But Stephen on the text line says, would pit Nico all day. We need to pick the best team, not just think the club combination is the best fit. That from Stephen. If you ask me right now as well, I would be picking Nico Hines. But we'll see what uh, Brad Fittler and Brandy uh, decide in a month's time. 0457 736 736. Also talking golden point. A couple of texts there. Are you a fan of it? Would you rather see a different concept? Maybe a golden try, 10 minutes each way, or a draw? 0457 736 736. Nico Hines or Jerome Luai? Who do you pick for that state of origin side as the New South Wales 5'8"? And for our Queensland listers, who would you rather face? Would you rather face Nico Hines or Jerome Luai? And the Sinbiddings, have we gone too far? 0457-736-736 plus your highlights, lowlights and surprise performances of the weekend. We'll get to the AFL in just a second because they had a big weekend with their gather round. But before that, let's do this. Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. 
And waiting very patiently on the other line is Chris Perkins. Good morning to you, Chris. Oh, good morning. No, I have no life, remember? I don't mind <laughs> sitting on hold for a little while. Don't mind it a bit. Where do we find you on this Monday morning out time? The northeastern suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia, making mm. a delivery right now. Uh, actually just finishing it up. So uh, my day is soon to be done, thankfully, because I'm operating on about four hours of sleep, and I'll get into the reason why here in a couple of minutes. Ooh, four hours sleep. That, that, that's, uh, even I got more sleep than that last night. Uh, all right, let's get to yeah. the sport, the NBA playoffs. What has happened there? Yeah, we're in the opening weekend of the playoffs, in fact, uh, game going on right now. L.A. Lakers are in Memphis, leading by eight. About two minutes to go in the first quarter in game one of their uh, Western Conference first-round series. But the playoffs started yesterday. And how about this for a playoff debut? De'Aaron Fox, six years into the league, playing for the Sacramento Kings, made his playoff debut uh, yesterday against Golden State, the defending world champions, by the way. Oh, my, did he put on a show for the home crowd in Sacramento. How about 38 points, 29 of them in the second half. Sacramento wins their first playoff game in 17 years. Mm. Their last playoff appearance was 2006. They beat uh, Golden State 126-123 yesterday uh, to take game one of that best-of-seven series uh, against the uh, defending champions. Uh, that's... That's a heck of a series because you got Golden State, they're based in San Francisco, Sacramento Kings, maybe a 75-mile drive up the road. So I mean, these two teams, these two cities are close together, uh, and they're, they're button heads in a first-round playoff series. So it'll be interesting to watch uh, the, this series. Sacramento with home court advantage against the defending champs as well, which uh, you know, the way Sacramento has been the last number of years – this was a bit of a surprise, but they are, they're just riding the high right now, and now they're up a game. The uh, other games yesterday, uh, Philly, 20-point winners over Brooklyn. Boston handled Atlanta, 112-99. The Knicks, though, how about this? The New York Knicks go into Cleveland, win 101-97 to take game one of that, uh, game one of that series. Uh, Jalen Brunson led the way, 27 points for the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell for Cleveland, 38 points, but it still wasn't enough for, for Cleveland. Not a lot of offense from the rest of the team. The rest of the team only scored a combined 59 points. Donovan had 38 by himself. So uh, the Knicks lead that series one game to none. And another note for, for uh, one of the other series uh, going on, uh, sources are saying Paul George uh, looks like he's going to be out for the entire uh, series between the L.A. Clippers and the Phoenix Suns, uh, the Clippers uh, forward. He has been um, uh, injured since March 21st. He's been rehabbing a knee injury and a sprained right knee. It still looks like he needs a couple of weeks to get it get it back to 100% get, and get back to game shape. So looks like he may miss the entire series against Phoenix. That is not good news. Now, I have a feeling this next story uh, is why you may have got not much sleep. Now, you sent me a message yesterday when I sent you a quick uh, Facebook <laughs> message, making sure you're all good for today, which you are, clearly. Um, and you said, yep, all good. Um, but you were waiting for your football slash soccer team to start playing Two hours late. What happened? Uh, yeah, uh, St. Louis City SC, it was uh, MLS Match Day 8 yesterday. 
Uh, they were hosting Cincinnati, scheduled to start 7.30 Central Time last night. Yep. About 90 minutes before kickoff, a line of severe thunderstorms. And by mm. severe thunderstorms, I mean torrential rain, thunder, lightning, mm. oh, and a few tornadoes spun up around oh, the St. Louis area as well. It was, it was a nasty early evening in St. Louis. They pushed the start time back, originally start, supposed to start about 7.30 local time, didn't start until 9.50 local time last night. Didn't dampen the spirits of the crowd, because if you saw the crowd uh, at City Park last night in St. Louis, there weren't a lot of empty seats in the building. Everybody stayed mm. during the during the delay, and they were they were ready for kickoff at nine fifty. St. Louis wasted no time. Jared Stroud put City in front three minutes in, hit a first timer, mm. uh, top of the box from the top of the box, far post, one nil over Cincinnati. Edward Leuven made it two nil uh, six minutes before halftime. Kyle Hebert with a header, two minutes in the first half stopping time. It was 3-0 at halftime against the Cincinnati team that had given up exactly four goals in the first seven matches entering the game last night. Last night, they wind up giving up four in 53 minutes and then wound up giving up a fifth when Rasmus Alm rocketed a shot off the post, off the head of the goalkeeper and into the net. Mm. St. Louis beat Cincinnati 5-1 Ooh. to go back top of the Supporters' Shield standings. Well. It was it was a butt-kicking of epic proportions, and it's a great way to snap a two-game losing streak. So what you're saying is it was worth the wait. I was just trying to think when you were talking about the game being being delayed. I the, the only, and look, our listeners, best researchers, 0457 736 736 or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. In terms of NRL, AFL, if you want to throw that in as well, I can only remember from an NRL point of view the Anzac Day game, and I think it was 2015 when the game started. So this, uh, Chris, you might not be across. This is a traditional uh, Anzac Day game between the Roosters and the Dragons. been happening for the best part of the last 25 or so years. Um, and the game started, um, and they had the pre-match ceremony, which is always quite moving. Um, and I was at the game, and all of a sudden we saw this. And look, it had been raining, and it was very dark for 3.30, quarter to 4 in the afternoon. Uh, bolt of lightning comes down from the sky, and we think, oh, this is going to be interesting. Game kicks off, um, and I think we got probably about 20 minutes into the game, uh, and then uh, it started to hail, and it hailed pretty badly. It wasn't small hailstones. It was pretty big hailstones. The game was postponed. Well, uh, not postponed, because it was postponed. I uh, called off for about, I reckon it was about half an hour, 40 minutes before they got back onto the field. That is, uh, in terms of football games, I don't know about, obviously, <laughs> obviously with cricket you get a lot of delays, but is there any other game that our listeners can think of, 0457 736 736, that, have been, that has been delayed or cancelled. That is the only one that I can think of, but maybe our listeners will have something else. Now, Chris, uh, we'll talk EPL with John Gallo mm-hmm. tomorrow morning more in depth, but Arsenal, you were watching that overnight. They got two goals in the first 10 minutes, two all, and I tell you mm-hmm. what, the table now getting very, very close. They still lead the way on 74 points. Man City, though, only four points behind them, and Man City have a game in hand. What happened to Arsenal? You watched it. You can let our listeners know. Well, well, I think Arsenal is uh, auditioning for the remake of Groundhog Day because <laughs> remember what happened last week against Liverpool? Yeah. Up 2-0 at Anfield, blow it, draw 2-2. 
exact same thing happens this week. Uh, they get uh, they get up 2-0, give up a goal, about the half-hour mark. It was 2-1. They get a penalty mm. early second half, and they miss it, just blasted it wide. Mm. And th- this, this game, this Arsenal game, ticked all the boxes for a blown opportunity for a team. I mean, the lead, the comeback, chance to put it in control and miss it, get back in firm control, missed it with the penalty kick, and that mistake was duly punished about three minutes later when West Ham equalized uh, to make it 2-2. Uh, it a, big, a big draw for West Ham because they're fighting for relegation, but it's a massive result for Manchester City. I think they're the big winners of the weekend because they're, now they're only four points back. And, oh, by the way, Arsenal and Manchester City play at the Etihad in 10 days. So yes. uh, that that's just magnifying that game. Also, uh, one more soccer story real yep. quick. We've got uh, uh, one MLS game still left in match day eight over here. Uh, LA Galaxy and LAFC play. In fact, it's about to start out in Los Angeles. But I wanted to mention this game, uh, not just because, you know, it's, it, it's, it is the LA Derby. So it's an important game and it's a very mm. visible game rivalry game but i have to mention the name of this rivalry you know all the good derbies have names you yep. know the north london derby the merseyside derby el Clasico, real madrid and barcelona uh lafc and la galaxy their derby is called el trafico hmm. that's uh Be- eh. because of hmm. all the traffic hmm. in los angeles yeah, mm. <laughs> I think they need to think of a think of a better name, to be honest, Chris. But I look forward to hearing about how the game played out, mate. Great stuff as always. We will chat again later on in the week. Sounds good. Have a good day. Go and get some sleep as well. Four hours sleep is not enough. Trust me. Thank you, Chris. Thanks. Chris Perkins on the line from America. And, yeah, just uh, with the rest of the EPL across the weekend as well, and we'll have a complete wrap with John Gallo tomorrow morning. Aston Villa 3, Newcastle 0. Crystal Palace 2, Southampton 0. Fulham 3 over Everton 1. Wolves 2 over Brentford 0. Brighton 2 over Chelsea 1. Bournemouth beating Tottenham 3-2. Man City 3-1 over Leicester City. Uh, West Ham and Arsenal had a two-all draw. And Man United, two over Nottingham Forest, nil. Tomorrow morning, one game to come. Leeds United and Liverpool will wrap all that up with John Gallo tomorrow morning. After this break, we'll get to all of your texts. 0457 736 736 or jump on the open line. 1300 01 1170. It's always great to talk to Chris, and of course we do that for Kennards Hire. Head into Kennards Hire for their two-for-one offer. Text 0457 736 736. This from the Yeovil Treeman. Hi, Dan. Uh, he says, if we accept the draw, this is on Golden Point, and as a viable result after 80 minutes, we still have a notional Golden Point period as we approach full time, uh, with most teams looking at a field goal to break a deadlock in the last five to ten minutes. So basically he's saying if it is going to be a draw after 80 minutes, that's probably still going to be what's going to be happening in the last ten minutes. If we have to have extra time, prefer a golden try. And that's where your text ends. Unfortunately, this half didn't come through. But I look, I agree with you from just what I get of that text, Joe Voltreeman. I think if we are going to, uh, I think if there's going to be extra time, in my personal opinion, and I don't think it's going to change anything, but in my personal opinion, you either do um, golden try or the 10 minutes of extra time. Um, I just think golden point, the game changes too much. Um, and look, there was an argument on the weekend that the Knights shouldn't have let the 
Um, Panthers go 70 metres off the kickoff. No, they shouldn't. But that's not why I'm saying it. I've said it for a while. I think Golden Trier will just play the extra 10 minutes of extra time. Um, he also says a little publicised result over the weekend was the one by young Sydney golfer Grace Kim, where she won her first LGPA tour at only her third start, having just earned her tour card at the end of the year. Thank you, Yeovil. Uh, Treeman Andy on the text says, uh, first five rounds, I watched almost all the games. Uh, this week, I watched one. The Sinbins are deciding the results, not the players. That from Andy. Uh, yeah, there has been a lot of sin biddings. AFL across the course of the weekend. Uh, their gather round. Adelaide beat Carlton back on Thursday night, 118 to 62. We saw Fremantle over the Gold Coast, 100 to 90. The Swans, good win over uh, Richmond, 122 to 78. Brisbane, big win over North Melbourne, 152 to 77. Essendon, 104 to Melbourne, 77 on Saturday. Port Adelaide, 70 over the Bulldogs, 56. Geelong, 136 over West. Coast 89, GWS in a close one, but they managed to get the win over Hawthorne 77 to 75, and Collingwood also in a close match over St Kilda 70 to 64. And I note that the AFL has announced that Gather Round is going to be staying in Adelaide for the next three years. Uh, their chief executive Gil McLaughlin has said uh, it will remain in Adelaide or South Australia until the end of 2026. However, after that, they do plan on moving it around different states. So it'll be interesting to see what the NRL do. Magic round, what, two and a bit weeks away here uh, for our from a rugby league point of view. How long? I don't even know how long the contract is locked into Brisbane. And would there be any thought of moving it outside of Brisbane? We'll take a break, finish off with a few more texts. 0457 736 736 is our text number. It is 10 to 6. Breakfast coming up very, very soon. A-League over the course of the weekend. Newcastle Jets 2 over MacArthur 1. Central Coast Mariners and Melbourne City had a one-all draw. Western Sydney Wanderers 2 over Melbourne Victory 1. Wellington Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Brisbane Raw 2 all. Sydney FC big win over Perth Glory yesterday 4-1. And Western United defeated Adelaide 1-0. Junior Smithy on the text says, Morning, Dan. On the State of Origin selection, I think Luai will keep the sixth jersey and Hines will be the utility uh, yeah, well, that is a possibility as well. Uh, and on the Bulldogs with our injuries and underperforming players, we need to make some changes and give some of our top-of-the-table New South Wales Cup players a chance. Yes, well, you've got a lot of good uh, New South Wales Cup players running around and I think they're going to get a shot because there are a lot of injuries for the Bulldogs, aren't there? Thank you, Junior Smithy. Great text. Thanks for all your texts and calls this morning. Coming up on Breakfast, Pat and Heels in Queensland after the 6 o'clock news and for our listeners through SCN 1178, in Sydney. Vossi is back alongside Brandy, Michael Carianis with all the latest NRL headlines and listeners right throughout our listening area will take Cameron Smith in the last hour with Vossi and Brandy after 8am. Thanks for your company today. I'll be back with you tomorrow morning from 5am. Breakfast follows the news.